Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. My guest is Clara Meath from Midnight Vista from Aftershock Comics and also Scout Comics on Shadowplay. She's an artist, and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I know I did. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I have a special guest with me, Clara Meath. I'm saying that right, Clara? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Clara, yeah. I think the last time we actually talked was like two years ago, I guess, or a year and a half. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Whenever the Heroes Gone Before Last was. I wasn't there for the last one, but yeah, we had a good exchange there. I think I did a commission for you. Oh yeah, it was uh, my silk, you know, and I. I oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I did a couple of that one. I couldn't remember who was who. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I, as a matter of fact, I really appreciate that that you did that sketch for me. That was that was awesome. That was very awesome. And I well, met, my pleasure. I met you through Domo. Shout out to Domo Stanton. Oh yeah, Domo. Yeah, Domo's awesome. Domo Stanton. Yes, yo, go check his stuff out. He's actually doing House of Mysteries now, or I think he did. House of Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but I think the Vertigo, Neil Gaiman series. Yeah, that, but Vertigo is out. They don't do that anymore. I don't believe. I think I might be wrong. I huh. think he just finished it. I'm not sure. Either way. Oh, okay, cool. So Clara, um, I reached out to you because um, I got the news that she was doing a book by Aftershock Comic, mm-hmm. and um, it's called Midnight Vista, mm-hmm. and um, I read it. I really nice. like it. I really like it. I really, I really like it. Good. <laughs> For those who that's don't, good to hear. This yeah. will be kind of a sad podcast. You're like, I read your new comic and I hate it. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate it. It's, ugh, it's, ugh. <laughs> but no, I mean, I really liked it, man. And um, I know I read it through some kind of um online that was coming out. I said I got to pick this book up, you know, because you do that's awesome. You do great work because when I met you the first time, you was actually in um working with Scout Comics because you couldn't say what it was. And um, it finally came out last year, or like earlier mm-hmm. this year, earlier this year or last year. I can't remember. The Scout Project. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been releasing incrementally. It's technically not even done yet. There's one more issue that I'm going to be doing in uh, starting in a few months. But yeah, that project is a shadow shadow play. Uh, is mostly available at this point. Oh, it is. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I read one. Or I guess the one I got from Heroes from you. And I mm-hmm. read two and three. I'm kind of behind. And, um, <laughs> no yeah, worries. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm a comic book, geek, comic book geek. So, I mean, I'm backed up on a lot of my books. <laughs> so, yeah. So, don't feel too bad if I'm going to read um, you know, four and five. You know what I'm saying? No worries. Yeah, that's that's a sign of a voracious reader is if you actually can't keep up. I, I take that in the best way. Oh, I'm glad you can because, man, I'm, <laughs> I read so much. You know, I have so many hobbies. If it ain't comic books, it's um, movies and TV shows and everything else, you know. So um, back to Midnight Vista. Um, now, mm-hmm. I love Aftershock Comics, some of the stuff they have out there. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. And me looking at Midnight Vista, I mean, I want to, I guess, can we spoil it for some of our listeners? I guess, I mean, they, I mean, what do you think? You mean just the basic premise? I don't know if that's even, that's not really a spoiler. It's all there in the first issue. Yeah, it's true. 
but I'm not going to try to explain it to them. I want you to go ahead and explain it for them. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, can, can you tell my audience what is Midnight Vista is about, just in a quick summary of it? Sure. So Midnight Vista is an alien abduction story and the tradition of the ones we've sort of been hearing in conspiracy theory and, you know, UFO enthusiast circles all along. Uh, it follows the story of uh, Oliver Flores, who is kidnapped or is abduct abducted by aliens, suspected kidnapped by his stepfather. But that's, you know, that's the, the law enforcement suspicion. But abducted by aliens and returned 15 years later. So he has to... Uh, process that and also uh, try to find his stepfather who was abducted with him and has apparently not been returned. So it's very much sort of the aftermath of right. the abduction scenario where a lot of stories sort of climax with the abduction scenario with like this big moment of being taken by aliens. Right. This is about what comes after when you actually get to return to the world. What What is your life then? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got reading it and everything. And I was kind of um, taken by it because, you know, what? I used to watch the X-Files back on Fox when it was the big thing. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. I was always watching <laughs> watching with my mother and, you know, I love me some X-Files. And, you know, I'm, you know, it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to have my mom enjoy TV shows. But that was yeah. one, of my, one of the shows <laughs> she's like. <laughs> so, yeah. And, I, and, I, and man, it's one panel that I, re I was looking at. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. And this is the was it that spread? Yes, the spread, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the original of that has already sold. What? Yeah, it sold on release day in uh, Sioux Falls. Wow, wow! For those who gonna, for those who are gonna pick this book up, it's this spread, right? He's finally the aliens finally got um, what's his name again? I can't damn um, the Oliver. kid, right? And um, and you see this spread, they dissecting him and. You see his intestines, and I'm like, "Wow, this is crazy!" You can see the probe in his nose. I'm like, "Okay, All right, I, I see what we getting at." <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm being funny here. They didn't do the anal. Would you, they ask for the anal probe for that? I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> we had discretion here. Okay, because I mean, if you did the anal probe spread, I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that's that's you know they always say that when they get abducted by the aliens, they do the anal probe and shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, we tried to. On ninety nine percent of the standard reported things, but we did try to have some discretion. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So, um, you actually, um, I said in the book, you said you co created it with Elliot, um, uh, Rahu. I'm saying it, Rahu. I'm saying I believe Rahu? it is Ray Hall. Ray A Hall. lot of people do say Hall, but it is Ray Hall. Ray Hall. Okay, okay. So you um, co created it with him. Uh, that is more to the extent that I did the design uh, and, and, you know, the visual aspects of it. And that's also how uh, Aftershock divvies up its uh, creator rights. Okay. okay. Uh, but in terms of the story, the story is all him. Oh, okay. uh, he based it on a, a personal experience he had, granted loosely based, um, but still, the story is very much... Uh, his department. Oh, okay. Personal. Okay. You know, most things are personal. I mean, when you write something, you got to put your personal life in it. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was looking at that. I said, yo, and how did they approach you with this? I mean, how did Aftershock come to you? I mean, because literally you had, you were doing Scout Comics um, Shadow Play, and I know you also <laughs> do stuff um, through Kickstarter. Cause, you know, I, I follow <laughs> you on Instagram and everything like that. I see your work. And um, how did they come um, approach you, um, Aftershock, with this pro project? Well, it's kind of a fun story, actually. So I think to start at the very beginning, I'd have to say I first met Mike Martz 
uh, the editor at Aftershock, uh, when I was still at art school, when I was at Savannah College of Art and Design, because we would have um, uh, visiting editor days when, you know, available editors would come and review our portfolios, us students in the in the comics department, the sequential art department. Right. Um, you know, just to, to, you know, scout talent, basically. Uh, and we met there and we didn't really interact for a few years after that. Um, but then out of the blue one day, he emails me asking me to send him recent work samples, which is, you know, it's so very exciting when that happens for the first time. Uh, so I did. And I didn't hear anything back from him a while. And I finally asked, like, you know, hey, did you like that work? You know, what's why did you ask me that? Um, and he wrote back, uh, I actually did like it quite a bit. But we and I want to do a book with you, but we don't have uh, anything to offer you right now. And then he says, like, email me every couple of days. Wow. <laughs> to see if we have something for you, which is like the most complicated emotion because on one hand you're like that's super awesome and on the other hand it's like that's very frustrating right right anxiety like, too know. anxious yeah like you got to raise and dash your hopes every couple of days right right so I'm... this while we're in this sort of back and forth um a local uh, a local shop in the minneapolis area where i am now right. was putting on like a local artist appreciation event right uh, and i was invited and these are my people you know i i know the folks that run this shop they're all great i see them at you know all the local cons and everything it was a fair, fairly comfortable crowd um so i set up my little thing there and i was just kind of chilling and elliot was there and i had met elliot briefly Again, because he's in the same area, we're sort of in the same comic book circles in that in that immediate region. Right, right, right. Um, and I didn't know him well. You know, we'd interacted a couple of times, but I had recently discovered that he had worked for Aftershock. At that point, his book for Aftershock was Hot Lunch Special, I believe. So that was what he was known for uh, with Aftershock. So uh, basically, I asked him, like, hey, you know, remember me? We talked like one other time. Uh, do you have any tips for working with Aftershock? You know, cause I'm in this sort of holding pattern with Mike and I'd love to work with them. And, you know, can you give me any insider scoops? And he, <laughs> to, to his credit and my discredit, he immediately got up and came around and started looking at my work, uh. <laughs> you know, in a way I should have, uh, been like more aware of, <laughs> but I was just, I was awkward and worried about my question and he's looking through my work and talking to me about what's it you know what it's like working for aftershock and you know just you know how to be professional and all that just basic stuff oh, okay okay all right you know just normal normal conversations you know um but uh and he had some familiarity with the familiarity with my work up to that point but this was this was a little bit different um and Come to find out, there was a little more going on after that, but come to find out, he um, uh, he had this uh, the script for Midnight Vista pretty much ready to go. He'd been, he'd been asked to prepare the script by Mike, uh, and they just didn't have an artist yet. And turned out that artist ended up being me. So all the pieces came together on that one pretty smoothly, I think. Yeah, that's, that's cool, man. You know, I actually um, I met Joe. Joe Pruitt, you know, he's part of Aftershock, you know, because mm -hmm. Joe is from this, uh, from Atlanta, from this area. From, well, I live in Marietta, and I, right. I actually see him every so often. At the time, he was going to Dr. No's comic book shop. 
mm-hmm. you know, I, I know Joe, and I met I met James for the first time at Dragon Con this past mm-hmm. two two weeks ago, I guess. Might have been two weeks. But um, I, like I said, man, I love some of the stuff Aftershock put out there. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you know, you have some of your favorite favorite writers. Um, Cullen Bond got a month stuff for Aftershock. You know, and also they give people that actually have done work, but not people not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And they put out some good stuff, and I, and that Midnight Vista is one of these books, you know. And um, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, and then you're attached to it, man. You know, kudos to you guys, man. Y'all have done a great. So far, the first issue has been great for me because I like science fiction. You know, I like the aliens and conspiracy stuff like that. You yeah, know, totally. You know, Area Fifty One. And that's something that, like like Elliot and I did not like. Like I was saying, we didn't really know each other enough to know that we were both super into that stuff. It was it was very funny. It was very serendipitous that like as we are just going over the treatment of the story and me just, you know, deciding whether or not to even sign on to this project was quickly revealed that like, oh, we have very similar tastes. This this will be fine. This will go well. Yeah, well so far, yeah, yeah, I've knocked out the park on the first book. That's my opinion. You know, people might have other other opinions, but I th- I think so far the first issue is great. awesome yeah so excuse me (laughs) um you know i have another question also is that um i know you are a very busy person (laughs) i've seen you you do a lot (laughs) you know in the in the beginning of the day when you start your work what what is your process because it looks like you get your work out quickly i mean you meet like you meet deadlines yeah for sure um oof i do have a pretty regimented process throughout the day i know there are a lot of people who sort of like freeform work, but I am not that type of person. I have literally a list of things I do immediately in the day and then transitioning into work. Uh, my pages are broken down into lists of what order I do the panels in, you know, based on how difficult they are, right. what order I do the contents of the panels in based on how difficult they are. Always start with the hard stuff so that the more tired you get, the easier your panels get. <laughs> that makes sense. That's just like mm-hmm. work. That's work in general. <laughs> yeah, it just, and that's it, been working really well. And, you know, your your system, I love this. I love this industry because it's so individualized, like, Nobody can tell you how to work. That's something you have to find out on your own, and you have to be super diligent and honest with yourself about it to actually find your best workflow. You know, I kind of uh, agree with you on that because I yeah. know a couple, I know some people, some artists and stuff like that. They've been doing it for years, and they do like twelve hour work for one oh, yeah. page or two pages, man. And that's yeah. dedication. I mean that that is dedication. Also, that is um. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, your goals and you, that's that's determination, because you mm-hmm. you don't want to be that artist. You know, sometimes that you got to meet these deadlines. You pass the deadline, then you don't get your work out there, man. Because it happens a lot. I mean, it happens yeah. more more thing more times often. You know. Yeah. So I I, I kind of uh, give you credit for that, man, because you actually put in work. And when I, I watch you on Instagram doing your work and you put stuff on the video and stuff, you actually put mm-hmm. in some work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is. I mean, you definitely have days when you're like, I don't want to do stuff. This is hard. But you know, this is what I wanted. I put in a lot of effort to get to this point. It's it would be unfair to myself if I didn't put in my best effort whenever possible. Right, man. That's it. Like like you said, everyday living. I mean, hell. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, I don't want to go to work, but you know what? I got to go to work, and then I got to put in mm-hmm. some effort, 
you know, if I don't work, I don't eat. That's what it is. I mean, you got to have a roof over your head. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and matter of fact, how many hours do you work um, on your pages? Uh, at least what's the estimate, you know, in a daily work? You, you mean like an individual page yeah. or just daily? Um, an individual page. I mean, that's that's always such a hard question because pages vary so much. You can have a page that's like three panels and just like three headshots, you know, that could be a very quick page. But if it's a page that's like a lot of panels or a lot of environment work, you know, with lots of perspective and everything, or God forbid, like cars or something, it could take a really long time. Yo. For the most part, though, um, I, I have pretty much maintained four pages a week. For oh, the extent of my paying career, though. That's great. I mean, that's great. I mean, four pages. Yeah, that's great. And I, because I, I actually seen your background, and man, you did a, you a great background. I mean, and, thank you. And you also do the pencil and the ink, right? You do both. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I've only done one job that was just inking. And like, as nice as that was, just for like a quick paycheck, I don't think I would want to do that again. I think it's just, it's, it's so personal. Right, right. I want to ink my own pencils. Okay, okay. Um, now, I know I'm going to be talking about Midnight Vista. I want to talk more about that. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I want to also talk about Shadow Play a little bit. Because I, yeah. I remember you and I was talking about it back in Heroes, and you couldn't say anything about it. Um, how did they, how did the Scout comments approach you on that? Because like I said, you actually did a lot of, you did a, do a lot of Kickstarter um, campaigns, you know what I'm saying? So how did Scout Comics come to you with that? So when Shadowplay first started, Scout was not involved. Right. Uh, Shadowplay was sort of the, was within the Stabity Bunny universe by right. Richard Rivera. Right, right, Which right. is uh, his property that's doing pretty well. It's definitely his most successful property. Oh, I, I know. Um, I've seen plenty of it. I mean, at the convention yeah. and everything. Dude, that guy gets around. If I, I could just, I will never be as high energy as that dude. Yeah, Richard is amazing. Yes, he is. Man, I like him. I like. I met him many times, man. We actually, he was at Dragon Con. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, this um two weeks ago. Yeah, he is high energy, man. But cool guy. Shout yeah. out to on uh, Richard Rivera. Yeah, man. Yeah, he is a salesman. Yeah, he is, <laughs> man. <laughs> and matter of fact, I bought Shadow Play from him because the um. My local comic book shop did not have them anymore. I think like, damn. Oh, no. Yeah, so I had to get it from Richard at Heroes this past um summer. <laughs> this summer, man. And I got three and four. No, I mean, I'm sorry, two and three. And I had to okay. get it from Richard. Well, at least you got it somewhere. Yeah, of course, <laughs> right? You know? It's a, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, he – I had been working uh, – wait, let's see. How did that go? Okay, yeah, I knew him through, again, just sort of the comic circuit, just vaguely, and he approached me for uh, to offer me shadow play because I could draw kids, and uh, I don't remember if I even tried out for that one, but yeah, we pretty much jumped right into it, and at the time, it was just a private venture that he was just writing and funding it himself, um, and several issues in we uh i forget if it was because sabbaty bunny had been picked up by scout or not i don't remember but several issues in we uh he pitched it to scout and scout picked it up so that's sort of where we stand right now 
Oh, okay, okay. Well, so far what I read, I like. I mean, I really like the. I mean, like you, you really do draw kids very well. I mean, I, I say Thank that. you. Yeah, I mean, just all together. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, I've been reading it. And I like. I enjoy that too. Like I said, I'm an avid re- avid reader of comic mm-hmm. books. So I mean, I'm so backed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's so a bad. good problem to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you're right about that. So, um, without spoiling anything or saying anything else, um, are uh, is Midnight Vista going to be an ongoing series or is you going to do the, like they usually do like one through five and they do one story arc and that's it? Right. Um, that is still somewhat on the table. You know, in comics, it's always the question of well, if it makes enough money, maybe we can continue. Yeah, the sales. Yeah, the sales are the sales have been good so far, but the only thing we know for sure is that the at there will be at least one arc and it will be five issues. Okay, cuz usually they always get five page me five books, five issues, mm-hmm. whatever, and go ahead and do volume 1. That's the first arc. I and mean, then that's the that's the common thing now in comic books, the the industry. Yeah. You know, get 1 through 5, you put it in trade or you know, something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Because, you know, some people, you know, they like to get the trades and read it in one shot, you know? <laughs> totally. You know, I know I'm that kind of person. I'm like, I'm not buying like five individual floppies if I can get this one cool looking, you know, trade. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, Clara, come on now. I mean, I'm, I, I, <laughs> come on. I, I get individuals too. But if, I can't, if I'm far behind, I pick up a trade. You know, there you go. I do that too. So that, I mean, well, they do, they do all the versions for all the types of buyers. That is so true. That is true about that. So, um, you have any other projects you're probably in the works? You don't, you know, I really probably can't say nothing about, but I mean, I know, like I said, you one busy person. So, yeah. Um, I mean, the answer to that is always yes. Like, there's always a ton of things I want to be doing. Right. I got into comics to do create her own stuff to write and draw my own comics. So I'm always like low key working on that on the side. Like that's one of the things I do uh, on my morning list is I spend some time writing every day. Cause I got all kinds of things. I I'm quietly cooking on back burners. The real question is scheduling, you know, will I ever, even if they're ready to go, like, do I even have the time to sit down and draw this? So I'm doing my best. I'm figuring out bit by bit, how to work things into my schedule, how to get stuff done and, you know, not not lose money in the process. Uh, that's the uh, big. That's the big thing. Process. That's the big thing, though, is the the money part, losing mm-hmm. money and gaining it back. You yeah. Know, and when it's like create your own thing, your own stuff, you publish yourself. So, the thing is, put in the money to get the project done, but then what's the uh, payback? I mean, are right. you going to break exactly. even? Are you going to make more profit off of it? And that's mm-hmm. the thing you got to think about. You know. Yeah. I'm optimistic about the possibility of another Kickstarter at some point because that the first one I did for Conqueror Worm was such a success. I was really surprised how well that went. So that's got me pretty optimistic about successfully pulling off another one of those in the near or not so near future. But I, I at least that option. I kind of missed that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed. I wanted to get into it. I missed it. Damn. Oh no, you good. Okay. <laughs> it, it went great. It, like it wasn't. It wasn't like man. If only Amos would invest in this. <laughs> oh right. Yes, Amos invest in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So since you said you were a big fan of sci-fi, I mean, um, 
what other book you might want to work in as far as instead of science fiction you know the comic book industry you got all kinds of things you got horror science fiction superheroes comedy yeah. and stuff like that would you consider ever doing anything besides science fiction and fantasy and doing superheroes like a comedy something like that a comedy i don't think i would do a comedy honestly right um that's i mean that's just not my personal taste it you know there's so many variables i mean who knows i would actually now that i'm thinking about it i might do a parody i do like parody you know like um like the cornetto trilogy for example are really fun parodies if you're super nerdy um uh hot fuzz and Shaun oh of the yeah Dead. oh yeah 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 i can see that yeah yeah i could do something like that that would be fun something that overtly you know pokes fun at these different genres i do like uh genre parody i guess that is fun so you just you just let me talk myself into something i thought i would never do hey there you go man <laughs> trying to help trying to make the world a better place with your art coming out with something different so i mean <laughs> hey man yeah, i do what i can you're good at it yeah i do what i can uh so um I, as you said you like the fantasy and stuff like that and you're off, off your off time when you're not doing work. What are, what is one of your guilty, guilty pleasures of doing? So I got to ask this question because you know some people, are like, ah right, man, Amos, I do this and that. But tell me something in my audience that you like to do that people think that is kind of odd or off. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like it could be my weird, weird, my weird, yeah, weird. Because hmm. because you know. <laughs> I'm not like I don't know if I have like any weird weird habits. Well, I'm kind of a like I'm kind of a white bread person. Honestly, it's like uh, I like go running. I don't know. Is that weird? No, I, mean, I do that myself. I go run. I work out, so that ain't weird. That's everyday thing for me. So yeah, <laughs> no, I exactly. mean just for example, say it's this horrible movie that you love. You're like, oh, uh, yeah, like it's like Ugh, this movie sucked. Like for me. One of my things that I like watching is something is um is like um Big Trouble in Little China, something like uh -huh. that. You know, it was a bad movie at the time, but man, like Flash Gordon, you know, come on. Right. Something real gimmicky. <laughs> yeah, something real gimmicky, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like, when I wanna watch something funny and corny, I definitely still love Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that also it's interesting, that comes back around to like this the love of genre parody like those things are funny if you're a nerd if you get the jokes you know that's what makes them funny is it's mostly genre parody or or you know culturally based humor and that's what makes it fun oh yeah i could see that yeah yeah but i thought they brought that back though on netflix um yeah it's okay like it's 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 okay on its own like you know classic flavor will always be classic flavor but i watched them yeah Oh, okay, okay. There you go, people. Clara like mystery, um, science mystery. Was it three thousand? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of that. I mean, I I watch it, but I like damn your phone. <laughs> that's my phone or your phone? That was mine, I think. <laughs> right. Getting all that Instagram love. Hey, there you go. They <laughs> see. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so, you know, Clara, you know, I really appreciate you coming on this podcast because I know you're a very busy person. You got a tight schedule on a lot of things. No problem. You know, it's just glad to talk to you again. Like you said, I haven't talked to you since um, Heroes, you know. Mm-hmm. Are you coming this next year? I'm going to try real hard. I got to see how the finances pan out. Um, that's where I see all my school friends, you know, all my school connections. So it's real good to be able to be there. But at the same time, you know, 
this isn't the most lucrative job. You got to scrape together the cash for an adventure like that. Yeah, you're right. Because if you do this job, it's got to be the passion and the love, you know, because if, mm -hmm. if you're not in the, I guess, the top tier, the big companies, Marvel and DC, yeah. uh, you know, working with those guys or, you know, yeah, it's for the passion. It's not for the pay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so... And I'd like to leave um, my audience with uh, how the people could catch you or see you on social media. Can you give them the information on that, please? Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, follow me on Instagram. I would suggest Instagram is probably the best place for it. I'm just, if you just search Clara Meath, I believe it's Clara underscore Meath. Yes. Uh, Clara underscore Meath on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, The Art of Clara Meath, which is pretty much just reposting from Instagram. But, you know, some people prefer that platform. Right. Um, I am minimally active on Twitter, but you can look me up on there as well. That's where most of the uh, like the the reviews for Midnight Vista have been being tweeted, and I get tagged in those. So that's where you can get easy access to those reviews. But that's pretty much it. Uh, I have a store envy uh, comics and art by Clara Meath, I believe, but that hasn't has not been super active. That's more for people who don't have access to conventions. But either way, okay. it's up to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And like I said, thank you again for coming on uh, my show on Just Being Able's podcast, Claire. I really appreciate it. And um, folks, people could check me out at um, justbeingamous.com and all my social media outlets on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all that good stuff. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just be in the